Welcome back to the Crypto Trends Podcast, where we cover all things cryptocurrency, blockchain, Web 3.0, and AI. I'm Robert Croak, and I am joined by my co-host, Armando Pantoja. Both of us and our amazing team are excited to bring you the best information, guidance, and strategies each and every Wednesday. So follow along, and always remember to take notes and take action. In last week's episode, we discussed the Bitcoin spot ETF approvals and what that means with the Bitcoin having being roughly three months away. Additionally, we broke down three of our favorite sectors within crypto and some of our top picks in each of those sectors. In this episode, we want to build off what we shared last week and talk about how we go about constructing our crypto portfolios, the importance of diversification, and altcoin staples that we think everyone should own. So let's dive in. So I want to take a moment to say that how excited I am, Robert. Did you know we were number 18 on Spotify this week? Yeah, it's crazy that we went from nothing to, I think, 28 to 22 to 18 so quickly. So it's just a testament to the information and our followers, and I couldn't be more thankful for all of them. So talking point one tonight is the importance of diversification. Through experiencing multiple bull markets over the last decade or so, I have noticed that many people fall in the trap of going all in on what they believe is going to be the next 100x coin. While some people get lucky doing this, most end up simply getting wrecked because they're gambling and following the advice of some fake guru that is shilling the coin of the month. And rather than going all in on one coin, we strongly advise to have diversity among sectors so you can build a solid base. This is so, so important. So Armando, how do you go about diversifying your portfolio for optimal success in a bull market and break it down a little bit for our listeners? In our episode last week, we discussed our favorite sectors within crypto, gaming, AI, and DeFi. While these are our top three, there are many other sectors out there that I love, like tokenization of real-world assets, modular data availability, and a few others. Rather than go in all on one coin or one sector, I like to spread my capital amongst many coins. Narratives for sectors tend to drive altcoins to boom, but each sector will pop off at a different time. Rather than trying to guess which sector is going to pop off when or chasing, we position ourselves across multiple sectors. This can seem overwhelming at first, but we're going to break it down so you understand it. And remember, diversification does not mean holding 50 to 100 different coins. I believe a great portfolio can be 20 to 30 coins in the beginning stages and add more diversity as your portfolio grows. So Armando, let's get into talking point number two, Ethereum and Bitcoin. Break it down for us. I always tell everybody to add Bitcoin and Ethereum to your portfolio. These are the safest coins in cryptocurrency. We call it a staple, right? So even though they're not going to get 50 time returns like some of those altcoins out there, they're safe, they're lower risk, and they're going to give you a reliable return going forward. And when money starts flowing in after the halving and begins flooding into Bitcoin, we're going to see that Bitcoin dominance rise. When Bitcoin breaks all-time highs, a lot of people come into the market, and there's a hype cycle, and eventually there's a big correction. The cause of that correction is the banks, the rich and elite, taking profit and putting that profit into the altcoins. That's why we consider Bitcoin a staple, because when that run-up happens, we can take profits and invest those profits in the altcoin season. I completely agree with you on that, Armando. For those who may be listening that haven't invested yet, 
but have capital ready to deploy. Can you explain dollar cost averaging and why it's so important when investing in crypto and other equities? By DCAing into a market, it averages out your price per coin and prevents people from trying to make the horrible mistake of trying to time the market. With the Bitcoin having on the horizon, it's a great time to enter the crypto markets. Also, with the recent approvals of the Bitcoin ETF, we should see the long-awaited Bitcoin hype cycle happening very soon. Yeah, this is a great way to help people build a strategy that works for them. For decades, I've watched people miss out on amazing bull runs because they have analysis paralysis and that somehow they think they're the ones that can time the market. And trust me, no one can truly time the markets. Always remember, it's about time in the market, not timing the market. Now, we know that Bitcoin and Ethereum are extremely talked about already, so let's transition the conversation into how we would position ourselves in other coins. And that leads us to talking point number three, our favorite sectors. The next way we would go about diversifying our portfolio would be through identifying our five favorite sectors within crypto. The five sectors that we see having the best growth and adoption are crypto gaming, Crypto AI, DeFi, tokenization, and data availability. And a lot of people are really sleeping on tokenization and data availability. So we're going to get into that shortly. In our last episode, we did a deep dive into gaming AI and DeFi. And if you missed that, be sure to tune into that after watching this. But for now, Armando, will you quickly summarize tokenization and the data availability sectors before moving into how we would each allocate funds accordingly to these sectors? Tokenization is going to be huge in the coming years. Think about how every major asset can be tokenized and how it opens up so many investment opportunities for the average retail investor. Even Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, said that tokenization of assets is the next trillion dollar market. Even JP Morgan is already experimenting by tokenizing client portfolios. This means that real estate, fine art, collectibles, classic cars, all of this could be tokenized, allowing investors to buy fractional shares. So what does tokenization mean technically? Simply put, it is the process of issuing a digital version of an asset on a private blockchain where fractional shares can then be sold to individual investors. This is game changing. It's already happening right before our eyes, and it is going to be one of the best opportunities to build wealth for the people in this next five to 10 years that are following along and taking action in the crypto and blockchain markets. Hopefully, we have a deeper understanding of the overall crypto ecosystem and the specific sectors that we think are going to do well. So let's dive into criteria that we use to select winners from losers from each sector. So, Robert, take us into talking point number four. So number four is altcoin staples in a portfolio. Just as we have Bitcoin and Ethereum as overall staples in our portfolio, we also want to have a staple or two for each of our favorite sectors. Basically, a staple is essentially a more established coin, one with a higher market cap that has a lot of use cases or activity on its network. For example, if you have $1,000 to play with for each sector, you are putting $500 into your staple because it's the safest play due to its strong use cases and higher market cap, but still offers explosive growth potential. Could you give the audience an example of a staple coin that we both own right now and give a breakdown? 
Uh, an example of a stable coin, especially something like in a sector like DeFi, would be Solana. Even though Solana is a higher cap altcoin, it still has only experienced one bull market. And for this reason, we believe it can see a huge upside potential in the next bull run. Solana reminds me a lot of Ethereum in the last bull run. If you remember, Ethereum went from $90 to $4,800 in that bull run. Solana is about $90 right now, just like Ethereum in the last bull market. There's a lot of development use cases happening right now on the network. While we're not going to say Solana is going to $4,800, we're saying that this is a staple that has a lot of room to grow. That's a great example. Let's take a look at some of the other staples for each of the sectors we think have massive growth. In gaming, I love Nakamoto Games, Beam, and Immutable X. I think those three are at the top of the list and are really, really good, and everyone should be keeping an eye on those. We also like Fetch AI, Ocean Protocol, and Veracity. A tokenization staple I like is XRP. The XRP ledger has the ability to tokenize trillions of dollars of assets. And most people don't associate XRP with tokenization yet, but as this sector booms, XRP will become more and more tied to the space. And this is one of the huge upsides of XRP in the coming years that no one is talking about. So data availability is a huge problem right now in blockchain technologies. So those light clients do not have the data available. So there's only a few people now that have the entire blockchain stored on their nodes. So when those nodes go down, there's a data availability problem, which means that people can't access data that was stored on the network. So now there's new coins, new protocols, new networks coming to solve that problem by storing that blockchain data elsewhere and having that data available. Now that we've constructed the staples for each sectors, let's get the people what they're most excited for how to select the low cap gems. That's all I get asked about in the public lives, whether I'm with you, by myself, is what are the low cap gems? Give it to us, give us the goods. Armando, explain how we go about selecting lower cap gems once we have all of our staples in our portfolio and we're really seeking out the next big project with huge gains. For me, there's five things that I look at. One is the team and the community. This is very important long-term because many tokens without great technology or use cases will fail once the hype cycle is over. Number three is market size and competition. How big is the market? What's the competition like? Can that coin survive in that environment? Number four is tokenomics. This is so important for any crypto project and most people have no clue what it means. A token's price is directly influenced by its supply dynamics, and its total circulating supply and its utility. So it's always important to look at project circulating supply and burn rate. For instance, you remember Shiba, right? A lot of people thought that that would go to a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, but the circulating supply made that impossible. So many people talk about it going to even five cents, but with the endless circulating supply, the tokenomics don't make sense of it even to reach one cent. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Shiba Inu has been touted for years and everyone says it's going to go to a dollar or five dollars and XRP is going to go to a thousand dollars. And it really comes down to our listeners understanding 
don't follow along with the fake gurus that are going to put all this clickbait out there because people are going to get wrecked by expectations. They think that by saying, oh, shit, if I own 5 million Shibu Inu coins, uh, it could go to $5 or a dollar or 50 cents. I'm going to be super rich. And it just isn't in the math. And that's one of the key things people need to understand that are listening and following along. So let's go to our point number five. I want to take this one, and that's liquidity. The last and final point and it's just really a very important one. A coin having proper liquidity means it has reduced risk, reduced volatility, and makes it easier to sell when you want to. Every day people talk about coins going to the moon, but without liquidity, it means nothing for your ability to take profits. We see it all the time with the Pepe coin and the Bonk coin and all these other coins where it shows people with these 5,000 and 10,000% returns but if there's no liquidity and you can't get that money, you're likely going to be in a situation where you can't get your money out, you can't take your profits, or worse, it's a rug pull. So it's just always great to keep this in mind when people are considering an altcoin that they want to pursue. Once we review these criteria and run it by the team, it's time to decide on the investment amount that we're going to put into each asset. Robert, take us into a few of the projects that we like right now. A few gems that we've added recently are Alliance Block, which is NXRA. It really is the future of finance by combining traditional finance with data-driven access. It really is the next gen of financial infrastructure. The second one that's at the top of our list that we've really liked in the recent weeks is Brilliant, D-U-A. They are changing the way global communities connect, and their wallet is the first of its kind, allowing storage and transfer of tokenized assets. And we both know how huge that sector is becoming in the next bull run. Now, I like ICP. Over the last two weeks, I've been putting a lot of effort and time into researching this project. And I think it's going to be extraordinarily, uh, it's going to do extraordinarily well in the next bull run. Now, I've talked about how I believe that AI, uh, smart contracts, DAOs are going to be a big driver of narrative in the next bull run. And I think ICP, which allows you to build DApps directly in their ecosystem, is going to be positioned well to do, do very good in the next bull run. Yeah, I agree on ICP. I just think that because they're working so hard on network compliance, and that's been one of the biggest issues holding cryptocurrency as a sector and as a whole back over the past few years, I think that is going to be one of the key things that makes ICP a great player moving forward. So, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening and following along. You can find us on Instagram at Crypto Trends Podcast and on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. We are so excited for 2024 and beyond and sharing all of our crypto insights with all of you. If you love the podcast, please share it with a friend and give it a five-star review, and we will see you next week.